female musicians and artists. Today I am joined by art pop singer songwriter Elkie. Elkie, thanks so much for joining me at 2SER. No worries, thanks for having me. I would like to start off by talking about Kate Bush. Great. You, I saw the other day you posted a photo, you went to the Wuthering Heights Day at Sydney Park. Yes. So I actually, I mean I don't know a lot about Kate Bush so I'd love to hear your story and also when did you first like fall in love with her music I've pretty much I feel like I've always loved her music I think because I I grew up with listening to Kate Bush um so yeah since I was a kid basically and I remember in yeah on holidays and stuff we'd often go um to Melbourne and actually every holiday was stay at my grandma's and grandpa's place and um yeah I would just be putting the CD in the CD player and just belting out Kate Bush running around the house and <laughs> probably before I realized what the lyrics were and a lot of the lyrics are pretty dark or kind of sexual <laughs> and kind of intense so um but yeah I always just loved when I was a kid I loved the melodies and this insane sort of production and um my voice is it's very high mm. <laughs> you're listening to Kate Bush it goes yeah, up yeah. pretty high um so yeah is I've it, yeah I've always loved Kate Bush yeah. and um she's very yeah. So tell me about Wuthering Heights Day. What was that? Oh, okay. So Wuthering Heights Day is a day where all around the world um, people dress up in red and they basically recreate the um, the film clip for Wuthering Heights. So you did the you all get together and they teach you the dance moves and then um, yeah, there's like thousands of people or hundreds of people and then you do the dance and then we ended it by sort of running over the hill. Um, um, and just waving your hands in the air. <laughs> oh, so everyone does the choreographed dance together. Yeah, together. So and everyone looks like Kate Bush. So there's just like heaps of Kates everywhere. Um, I saw you posted your hair wearing the red dress as well. Yeah, yeah. Got a. <laughs> it was a very last minute thrown together thing, but yeah, quickly dressed up in red, and it was great. It was a really windy day, and it felt like you were on the moors. It was perfect weather for it. Yes. Right. I wish they had an equivalent of that for the White Stripes. Oh. I think you must feel a very strong sense of community. Everybody loves the person that you love. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of... It was mostly gay men in dresses. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was really fun. And it does happen everywhere. So I think, obviously, in uh, England, it's probably a lot lot bigger than mm. it was here. Um Because okay. she's from the UK. How well have you memorised the dance? Oh, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not your first Wuthering Heights day. Uh, that was my first Wuthering Heights day. Oh, right. Okay. But I it always was. loved the dance. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, yeah. Yep. It's something, a dance I've been doing since I was a wee lass. Partying so hard, living life in slow mode, learning to let go EP, so you released your debut EP, EP mm. this year. Yes. It's called Extended Play. Yes. Which I really like. Thank you. <laughs> I also really like the artwork. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks kind of like a big po- photo or a poster that's kind of been like kind of crumpled up. Oh, yes. That's exactly what it was. So um, my friend Johnny, he's an amazing photographer and he 
yeah, he had this idea, which was just to get a big, massive size poster. And then we, um, yeah, he sort of ripped it up and it was sort of me tearing it down. And then the, on the EP cover itself, it's actually me leaning out a window and he took that. Yeah, I should have brought an EP along. But yeah, sorry, the EP itself, the artwork for that is me leaning out my old car. My car is a 240. It's very old. <laughs> me leaning mm. out my car window and driving over the Anzac Bridge. And he was leaning out the car, taking a photo. Oh, right. And um, and then we got pulled over by cops. I was <laughs> going to say. Which seems to be a regular occurrence with um, art. It happened when I did a video clip as well. Um, Constantly getting pulled over by the police. Yeah, he took a photo and we got pulled over by the cops. But luckily, they were a nice kind of cop. And they asked if we were doing it for like social media like instagram purposes and we were like no 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 this is genuine art and they're like oh okay well that's okay <laughs> and they said don't do it again um yeah we won't yeah <laughs> and then he's like promptly sort of had to circle around the block and do it again so yeah. they, <laughs> there are different rules for instagram that's weird i think they were just they were also just nice cops they were like the highway cops not the regular cops or something okay yeah when did you get in trouble with the police for doing a video oh that was doing the thunder video clip and that was kind of yeah f- quite fraught um we basically kept filming in this particular location and we kept getting booted out by the security guard so then we had to go back again and <laughs> sneak in again and okay. keep making up some new excuse why we were back there again and then when we were walking to another location a bottle like we actually nearly got killed of like a, this huge glass bottle like like smashed down basically on top of us on our heads and we sort of ran and yeah almost got squished by it um Okay, because of this uh, secret location or whatever was there. Not quite sure why that happened. It was literally like someone throwing a glass bottle out of the sky. It was oh, bizarre. Okay. That was a separate issue in that film right. clip. Yeah, yeah. There's been um, yeah, film clips are always fun like that when you're doing them on a budget and doing things quickly. Sure, yeah. all in the name um, of ah, uh, you yes. beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, the things we do. I also so we're gonna uh, hear a track from your EP, you released quite a lot of singles. Yes. I also noticed that, I mean, looking through your Instagram and your Facebook, you play a few different instruments. Yes. Did you, you play drums? Yes. But also guitar? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I do. I most, when I write, I mostly write on piano. Um, but I generally write melody first and lyrics first because I think they're the most important thing and that's what I sort of come up with um straight away when I'm doing other things I normally come up with melody and lyrics and then I will sit down and nut out the chords and then yeah figure the rest of it out and with I've got logic at home so with um logic and I've got also a midi keyboard you can plug in so you can get lots of different sounds with lots of different plugins yeah so how when you were recording the EP so actually in the studio environment what how many different instruments were you playing there well, I well for, for example with Nightmare, so I actually recorded Nightmare, bits and pieces in like just my room and bits and pieces in Melbourne with someone called John Castle, who's awesome. He's a really cool engineer and producer. Um, he did like Vance Joy, Angie McMahon, Hatchy, um, Jack River, and so I recorded. Yeah, I actually recorded with him in Melbourne for Nightmare. So yeah. it's a mixture of stuff that you recorded at home as well yeah well that was nightmare i went over a lot i just had so many different demos i sort of tend to go overboard with demos (laughs) so i will record something one way and then i'll try it another way and i used to have like 20 30 different versions of each song oh really for the songs on the ep slightly ocd um (laughs) yeah 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 just because you know like i don't really know how to stop (laughs) but also 
is sort of experimenting and trying stuff out. So, I mean, even just like changing the tempo slightly of a song can really affect how it feels. So that could be something I can mess around with for ages. Yeah. How much did Nightmare change from the like very first demo? Uh, Quite drastically. And I (laughs) kind of regret it. The original Nightmare was like really slow. It was like... And it was kind of a really uh, kind of bluesy, slow vibe. Um, and then I thought it'd be fun to speed it up heaps um, and go a bit nuts for okay. the percussion. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they, it did quite morph drastically. And you can get to the point where you overdo um, something. And if you obsess over something and go over something, you can end up slowly destroying it. And then you often go back to your original version with a, a lot of times. But how do you know when you've gone too far? Well, that's it. And that's why I actually I recorded a lot of demos and actually sent them off to a bunch of different producers ages ago when I started. And I got like all this awesome feedback from people I didn't expect to hear from. And um, that's why it's really great working with a producer and they can say like, nah, this is what we're going to do and this is where we stop and this is how we <laughs> like rein it in. Because you do, yeah, it's for me, otherwise I would have just kept going and going over stuff and not knowing when to stop, basically. Mm. Well, let's hear the final product. Yes. Let's hear a track now. We're going to hear Nightmare off Elkie's most recent EP, Extended Play. I had a dream, a dream that you won't But you told me of the sharks in the sea I see you with another girl Tears out my heart And I end up all alone Just me, end up all alone Just me, end up all alone Just me It was a nightmare Honey, where are you? holding? me say it isn't true Where are you? You're so far away But I know someday you'll come home And start it And the fish fell fast asleep I throw you to the undertow Drags you away And you're lost in the ocean Too deep This can't be happening to me The moon is causing enough trouble You silly
by Elkie. I'm really interested to talk about the songwriting process. Can you tell us a bit about the songwriting process for the songs on the EP and also maybe particularly Nightmare? Let's start off with Nightmare. So I actually wrote that one when I was asleep. Um, so I, well, yeah, I woke up with that song in my head. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I basically, I think a lot, of, sometimes a lot of uh, songwriting ideas or musical ideas or even, you know, lyrical ideas or poems, things like that often come to you when you're kind of tuned out in kind of a semi subconscious <laughs> state that doesn't sound great but um yeah so I did I did wake up with that in my head like the verse and the chorus so I quickly like ran to get a um get it quickly recorded and written down and and yes yeah, so that's how I came up with Nightmare. Do you mean the lyrics or the melody? Uh both. Both at the same time? <laughs> yeah which wow. is rare like often which is great when that happens <laughs> can't say it happens every day but um yeah I mean often I find melody, so I always, yeah, do melody first, um, um, and then normally lyrics second, and then normally chords third. But um, yeah, and I do generally like writing at night time, because I feel like that's, you know, when there's no no emails and no phones beeping, and, you know, we're so hooked on all these things nowadays, You, I think to be creative, you need time and space to just think and daydream, and be completely shut off from in any kind of anything. Um, so yeah, and lately I've been, my housemates go to bed quite early. They go to bed at like nine cause they're studying medicine. Um, so I've been taken to like driving. I don't want to make noise in the house. <laughs> so I've been sure. taken around to driving my, um, my very old 240 Volvo around the suburbs. And I literally was recording <laughs> with my laptop with logic and a click track in my car the other night at like 2am. Um, okay. just driving around in the streets. That's very courteous of you. <laughs> it's also, it's a great way to, um, well, the, the walls are pretty thin in our house. Plus, it's also quite a good way. I mean, I don't do it for hours, like, but I will go out and it's quite a good way to get your, I don't know, that left, is it the left brain working? You know, when you're in the shower or when you're driving or when you're doing the dishes, often things do come to you because you're kind of occupied with something else. So you're not necessarily concentrating so hard or not I've got to get this right I've got to do this it just sort of flows mm. um yeah anyway so I've been taking around to driving in my car recording but when I see a cop I pull over late at night yes. Wait, so you're like it's <laughs> 1am and you're driving around at 1am <laughs> and you're just kind of singing into your laptop yeah 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 I'll be singing and then I pull over and do a few things and I'll get a beat going and yeah recording different harmonies yeah that's cheaper than hiring out like a chalet in a very you know Secluded area. Yeah, recording. Recording time is expensive. Yeah, that's actually not a bad business idea. Just record and come record in my car with no (laughs) air conditioning. It'd be great. It'd be a hit. It's kind of like karaoke carpool, except (laughs) no. It is like that. It is. It is. It is that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever? So when you say you need to get really, I think everyone has the same thing. If you want to create, you have to sort of remove yourselves from the drudgery of modern living. Do you ever travel to do that? I do love going to, I mean, yeah, I'm fairly broke all the time, so I can't really <laughs> travel, travel, but I do drive to the beach or go to the bush. Um, love going on a bush walk or going near water. Um, there's something about water and sort of walking along next to water that I think is very, you know, inspirational okay. and you can get lots of ideas happening that way. You can do that in Sydney, no problem. Well, that's the great thing about Sydney. Yeah. yeah. The other weekend. I You've got exactly like the that. beach, your Volvo. Yeah. There's so and many opportunities. It's perfect, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you talk about nature. Kind of looking through your Instagram 
and Facebook, there's a bit of like a nature theme. Excellent. I saw you posted a photo of a bee. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed the bee pun as well. Thank you. And I managed to get yeah right up close to that bee. I was quite quite pl- no, that's proud good. of that shot. Yeah. I think one of the first things I did as a producer at 2SER was we had a story about a beekeeper. And I tweeted about it. And I think I had three puns in the tweet. <laughs> and just immediately, someone said, no, 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 we can't do that. That's <gasps> too many. <laughs> too many bee puns. That's never, many, never enough. At least three too many. Never enough. We, I had a lot of bee people control. like contacting me after making a post about bees. Did you have that? I had like all these people saying, oh, do you want to be part of our team of bees? <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, hmm, maybe this is an angle. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, you mean like... Sydney save the bees. Yeah, save the bees and helping the bees because we like yeah it is we are in, in a bit of a crisis in terms of we are losing a lot of bees we're losing a lot of our insects quite quickly as well um, so yeah um, they were asking me to help out with the bees from your Facebook post about from literally that one post about a bee <laughs> yeah that sounds like an interesting experiment I think I might yeah how many bee direction. pictures do I have to post before I become <laughs> part of the it's not uh, I don't know what the the technical name aviary is that the uh, uh yeah aviarist i don't know what i it can't is remember that's probably very wrong but that's fine mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you do kind of i guess have a stronger connection with nature and you find that that helps getting Definitely. into that like zone yeah 100 percent. and um like the worm farm at home so i do like oh really yeah yeah i do like to compost on my vegetables and well it's not really compost well it is they well they eat the vegetables so they love eating porridge and mango yeah, so I do generally like being in nature and gardening, love gardening. Got a herb, herb garden out the back, yeah. Do you write when you grow herbs? Yeah, well, I do, yeah. When I'm out digging in the soil, <laughs> I'm often writing music. It is it is really, it's a good way to come up with ideas, just being in the dirt. We kind of skipped over the idea that you woke up with the melody and the lyrics. That's pretty wild. Does that happen often? Uh, yeah, not every day, but it yeah, it does happen. Yeah, often it does happen, even if you're just doing like a, um, you know, like a gibberish kind of lyric along with a melody. Um, it can all, it can sometimes just be quite a good idea and a good concept for a song, and then you can develop it and then fix it up. And yeah, and I do I love reading songwriting books. So I've always um, I'm actually going to a Pat Patterson seminar next week, and I've got a whole bunch of different songwriting books and. Different ways of yeah organizing things and breaking down structure and it's I think it's good to sort of learn the rules and then you can mess with them. So that looks at it from more like a more technical side. Yeah, 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 yep. Okay. Yep, and different. It's got they've also got really cool different exercises you can do lyric exercises and all kinds of different exercises to to kickstart things or to change something up or to to make a chorus better or make the verse stronger or tell the story better. Um, yeah, I love sort of reading and studying about that. Okay. Because, I, yeah, I studied classical music, which is very different. And then, um, yeah, I've always sort of written pop songs for, for ages and just have hundreds of demos <laughs> that I've never shown anyone. Yeah. I didn't really know that that was a thing, books about songwriting. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep, there's, there's many a book that's been written. Your EP... Mm-hmm. came out in it was may this year oh, i should know that shouldn't i yeah let's go with that it yeah. was at the very end of a month not so long ago and so you released quite a lot of singles on the way mm. so is the plan for the rest of this year to be mainly playing shows for the songs from that ap or are you planning to do more writing or recording the plan is i've just well i've done a sort of a string of shows yeah in relation to the EP and with Nightmare we did a, a little tour 
and the plan for the rest of this year is I'm yeah I'm pretty much always writing so I, I love writing and if I haven't written something in a day I feel like ah, sort of antsy and I need to write so yeah I'm constantly writing I was actually writing just before coming here oh, okay. <laughs> and recording um, some new demos um, and I'm going to record in September if that's the plan going to record a new single uh, and actually hopefully release another single this year oh right you're going to Melbourne to do that I'm as well, actually going to record in Brisbane yeah going to record up in Brisbane with a chap called Constantin Kirsting. So that should be really fun. And it's going to be nice and warm up there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so, so there'll yeah. be more Elky music on the way this year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. If I get all my demos finished, yeah, I'm going to record in, yeah, in September and then hopefully release a new single and do a tour around that. And, then, yeah, it'd be great to actually get um, maybe like a support tour with an artist. That would be probably the most ideal thing. Mm. Yeah, at the end of the year. Paint me a pretty scene Don't change what you can't see Oh, I don't know what's on the other side I don't know what's on the other side for me It's time for the second. Tell me a thing. Well, I have a list of seven topics and I ask you to tell me about something. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, Poetry, punk rock, death, politics, and Patti Smith. So, Elkie, can you please tell me a thing? Um, Patti Smith was very influential. <laughs> <laughs> and I really I really do love Patti Smith's song, um, Because of the Night. Because it was, yeah, they, she co-wrote it with Bruce Springsteen, pretty sure. And, um, yeah, great song. Um, and it was a massive hit. I don't know, what, what do you know what year that song came out? Uh, 80s. Early 80s? Yeah, well, I, I absolutely love that song. Um, as for Horses, that her album, um, never never really gotten into it because I feel like it's possibly a little too intense, my liking. Yeah, I think I was saying before, my housemates love punk rock and they love the Pixies and I've never quite understood. I think just the sort of, you know, she sort of sing, talks sort of, and sort of it's quite intense, out of tune-ish kind of deliberate, you know, gritty music which I kind of would love to get into but personally I'm I'm a sucker for a melody and a big chorus and mm. you know kind of a strong groove so I've, I've never quite been able to grasp Patti Smith and I know she's hugely influential and that album is is massive and I kind of would love to be able to get into it a bit more but I just find it a bit uh yeah a bit whiny are these your <laughs> housemates that go to bed very early yeah. and study medicine yes they like so they listen to like loud heavy punk rock until like 9 p.m and then they go to bed they do yeah they come home and they they play music when they cook and one housemate in particular he's canadian actually and he's got he's given me a whole list of canadian indie rock bands to listen to okay. they all sound the same but um <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's very much that vibe that i would i would like to learn more about punk rock and really get into it um, but it's, it's not something personally I'm, I'm drawn to or attracted to just because I feel like it's missing some key elements that I like in a song. It's interesting that, isn't it? Mm. Different people are really strongly drawn. Yeah. And I guess some people are also, I guess some people are very like, they like this specific genre and then that's it. Whereas other people are really across a really wide, broader range. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. Well, and I always have my go-to artists that I love. Like I will always listen to Stevie Wonder Kate Bush and I love you know Catatonia and there's certain artists I will just always put on <laughs> um but yeah it's great to and I love Brazilian music as well actually oh really yeah I love um 
from the period, like the Tropicale period, the artists like Caetano Veloso and Gal Costa. Um, and yeah, that's it's just very, very... I love Brazilian Portuguese as a language sung. I think it's a great, okay. great language. There is a show on 2SCR called The Departure Lounge. Ooh, and I'll write this down. Yeah, you just add it to the notes. <laughs> so, many, so many notes. It's basically about, yeah, Brazilian music. <gasps> Ooh, that sounds great. So the guy goes to Brazil and kind of like goes crate digging and he brings it all back. Oh, that sounds like a dream. Lugs it up the stairs <laughs> and then puts it on the radio. Oh, great. And he gets to do that as part of his job, just going to Brazil and collecting all this. I don't think it's a oh. job. <laughs> like, that's the best job ever. Cool. I'm going to listen to that. So he's got really interesting, interesting choices. And yeah, unusual. it's great. Oh, that sounds great. Sometimes I'm driving on Saturday afternoons and I just groove along to Brazilian music. I don't speak Portuguese, but you don't really have to. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great language, yeah. It's very kind of like eh, like quite nasal as well, some of the We moved yeah. from Patti Smith to Brazilian music very quickly. quickly. I'm quite that impressed. That may have been <laughs> my doing. I can't, I'm very Quick impressed diversion. with how we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and moving on to Brazilian music. Um, well, Elke, thanks so much for dropping by and having a chat. On no worries. Rock. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. You're so far away, you better know something. You come home and start in noon. And I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been. It was not fair. Women Who Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of 2SER 107.3.